What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. Hey, everybody. Congratulations. We've made it through yet another week. Uh, Thank you for returning and joining me again for another installment of the MCU Watch Party. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. We've only got one more party after this. Well, as far as this MCU Watch Party uh, leading up to Avengers Endgame goes... And then you know the big dance is going to be coming in just a few weeks. But right now we're going to focus on where we are today. And today we are taking on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. But before I jump into Ant-Man and the Wasp, because I know I'll probably forget on the other side. A friend of mine emailed me, or yeah, sent me something that is basically... Is basically offering a thousand dollars for anybody who can binge watch uh, all twenty of the Marvel movies that are out on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, however you know digitally. So the only movie that you wouldn't watch that is currently released is the uh, Captain Marvel movie because you can't watch that one at home. And and uh, but this is being offered. It's called the Marvel Movie Marathon Dream Job. So no sleep till Endgame. They'll pay you to watch all 20 Marvel movies. Reading from their, their pitch is, Do you have the endurance of Iron Man? The tenacity of Captain America? The leisure time of Ant-Man? Then CableTV.com has a mission for you. Watch all 20 previously released Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU movies back to back. Leading up to the highly anticipated 2019 premiere of Avengers Endgame on April 26th. The right candidate will be paid $1,000 in cash plus tons of MCU prizes for binging 40 plus hours of superhero action. We're throwing down the Infinity Gauntlet. Are you up to the challenge? And who they want to hire? The hero we're looking for is not only a Marvel fanatic but also an active, outgoing social media personality who'd be enthusiastic about live-tweeting their MCU marathon experience while tagging CableTV.com. Once your MCU binge-watch and live-tweeting extravaganza is complete, we'll ask you to share your takeaways from the movies so we can make some beautiful, badass rankings together. Besides those, our only requirements are that you be at least 18 years old and a U.S. citizen. Sorry, Wakanda Nationals. What you'll be watching? True Marvel aficionados already know the films. But as a refresher, you'll be watching phases 1, 2, and 3 of the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm not going to read all the movies because we are those kinds of fans. We know the movies. They are not including movies outside of the MCU like Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four, yada, yada, yada. They are only asking uh, for a person to power watch approximately two days worth of proper blockbuster Marvel movies. Easy, right? All right. 
What's in it for you? The hearty soul chosen to take on this awesome task will receive a CableTV.com Marvel swag package that will include everything below. $1,000 from CableTV.com. Um, every MCU Blu-ray film for your collection. Marvel Marathon Survival Kit. And that survival kit includes uh, Captain America Popcorn Popper, Orville Redenbacher Popcorn Kernels, a Thanos Infinity Gauntlet Mug, Iron Man Snuggie, $100 Grubhub gift card, and more Marvel gear than you can shake a giant green fist at. So, if this sounds like the perfect job for you, just fill out the application uh, form with around 200 words making your case, and they are looking for fun and articulate voices, so make it count. Include your level of uh, Marvel expertise, fanaticism, and social media platforms you're active on to include Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, Twitch, etc. Should you win this contracted position on Team No Sleep, they will provide basic guidelines for tracking your Marvel journey. But when it comes to sharing the experience via social media, they just want you to do you. Um, You can go to CableTV.com and fill out the application if you'd like. If you are interested, and you know what? If you are interested in this and you end up doing it, you end up being chosen, please, please, please make sure you shout me out uh, during your live stream because I'm not going to even try to do this. (laughs) Make sure you shout me out during your live stream. And also, uh, hit me up. Send me an email or hit me on one of the social medias that are attached in the description box uh, below. And just let me know that I should be looking out for, for, for somebody who's a friend of the show being on uh, this journey, this $1,000 journey for 40 hours of work. Of, of course, it's 40 consecutive hours of work, but $1,000 is a pretty damn good payday. I just know that I'll fall asleep right around Thor the Dark World. (laughs) All right. So anyway, back to what we were talking about, which was uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. We know that Ant-Man and the Wasp was the final uh, MCU movie of 2018 and uh, came out literally just a couple of months after Avengers Endgame. It ran for about two hours and five minutes um, and was released in the States on July 6, 2018. It was directed by, once again, Sir Peyton Reed, who directed the first installment of Ant-Man after the whole Edgar Wright debacle. And the budget for this movie was $162 million dollars. The box office gave back $622.7 million. And just in case you we're not grappling with this, we're not putting it together in our mind. This was the movie that followed Infinity War. A lot of us don't know about you personally, but a lot of the fandom uh still our our jaws were still dropped from the ending of Infinity War, which We'll get to soon. I just wanted to do this one first for just obvious reasons. I wanted to do this one first. 
Our jaw was still dropped. We're still in shock. And we really wanted to see what the hell could possibly be happening in Ant-Man that A, kept him from being uh, in the fight, and B, that was kind of going to put a band-aid on this whole thing. What we found out about uh, Scott Lang is that he was grappling with the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father, and those choices were stemming from Civil War. So he was on house arrest, as was Hawkeye. So we were seeing that, you know, because house arrest be damn. If there's a world in the events going on, on my planet, and I have the ability to be there to lend a hand against this world-ending event, house arrest be damned, I'm, I'm going to, to join the fight. But of course, they didn't know how big this event was right away. And when they, by the time, I guess, by the time the, the, the teams found out, they were all split up, all of different parts of the galaxy. And by the time they really knew what was going on, they were in the thick of a fight. So yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp did some pretty decent numbers. And it's, it's not only because we were all sitting here trying to figure out how the, he would play a role in the next Avengers movie that was untitled at that time. I mean, I guess for the characters, the stakes were kind of big, big stakes because they wanted to get uh, Mama Van Dyne out of the, Janet, out of the quantum realm and they needed his assistance because she was, her consciousness was tethered to him. So he would be very essential in being able to have her rescued from the quantum realm. Yada, yada, yada. We know how this ends up. One thing before I uh, jump all all the way off onto a tangent and forget to come back to it is how much and I'm not talking like totally 100% but there is a lot about this movie that kind of put me in the mind of a movie that I watched later that year and that was Aquaman and I'm thinking maybe one of the reasons that Aquaman was kind of eh, to me is because I felt like I had seen the premise before already in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Not directly, not identical movies, but you got some de-aged parents and some de-aged uh, Hollywood stars, starlets. In effect, uh, the Nicole Kidman and Michelle Pfeiffer thing. Both de-aged, both rescued from a, a place where they had been stranded for years. You can't possibly tell me that these two things don't kind of ring a bell of similarity. And I guess some, sometimes subconsciously you pick up on things like I've seen something like this because I really did not put those two things together sitting in the theater. It wasn't until far, well after that I said, you know what? The only difference is uh, I think Nicole Kidman stayed de-aged longer than Michelle Pfeiffer did. Michelle Pfeiffer did go to her older look, the way she looks, you know, now, pretty much. I feel like the action in the movie was great. The villain, not so much. I like the whole, the, the Janet Van Dyne angle of the story. The, the side of the story that I just didn't really particularly cling to is the ghost. Uh, ghost, as a villain, just wasn't 
it wasn't a phenomenal villain for, for Ant-Man and the Wasp. In fact, we could have just eliminated two hours of fighting and all types of shit if she would have just went and asked for help. Hank Pym, Scott Lang, and Hope Van Dyne would have probably helped her if she would have just asked for help. Instead, you want to come like Billy Badass fighting and phasing through shit, and it was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Also, I feel like we could have did a little bit more with the Lawrence Fishburne character. Not too, not tripping, you know. We couldn't have a three-hour Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, and they had a lot, a lot of visual effects that were just mind-boggling visual effects they were beautiful again once again my favorite being when wasp turned small was running on the blade of the knife and they showed it so much and that should not be my favorite uh one but it is i love to see it and i'll continuously rewind that part a million times when she's running on the blade of that knife it looks so dope so dope <laughs> they they used a lot of their visual effects to highlight the wasp and i think just awesome job great job i i loved it looked really good so could have eliminated the fights if ghost would have came and said hey i hear y'all got quantum technology and i need help and they would have been like you know we're about to go to the quantum realm anyway give me a cup and i'll fill it full of soul and come back and and fix you or whatever if they knew that that's what they had to do. The bottom line is, she fought them for far too long. Now, the other little street-level villain, you know, okay, haha, he almost, he wasn't formidable, but I would have liked to have just seen it be him. If we just gonna fight a street-level villain and the stakes ain't gonna be too high, we're just fighting over this uh, piece of technology, okay, I get that. But to throw this extra person in and i'm thinking this person is gonna be just this badass villain and it was just ghost ass needing a cup of soul to be able to stay in one plane that's all she wanted all she wanted was to be able to stay in one plane so not saying i didn't like the movie i enjoyed the movie i needed this movie after seeing infinity war so it's an enjoyable piece of uh Marvel fan goodness. Rotten Tomatoes thought so. Yeah, they gave it an 88%, which makes it what? That's right, certified fresh. So, uh, once again, another certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes MCU movie. There's not very many movies that are not in the certified fresh category that are from the MCU. So, this is one more to add to the collection. Also, Metacritic, it was a 70 on Metacritic. And that about lines up. The thing that, that, that most tied to Endgame, the thing that tied to Endgame the most, of course, was the post credit scene. Because this sets up a scenario that we're going to enter in game with and that scenario is scott lang had gone into the quantum realm with a cup with a cup 
you need to get a cup of soul. And if you don't know, because this is something I started a way back, way back. Whereas Ant-Man went into Quantum Realm and then the snap happened. So he's in the Quantum Realm. The snap happens. When he first got to the Quantum Realm, there were gold specks all around him. Just floating and that's what he was there to collect. And then when the snap happens, the place right around him fills up with these gold flecks. And that's when he filled the cup. So he put all those flecks in the cup and then he was ready to come out. Except the team on the outside of the quantum tunnel had all been dusted. So we're talking Janet Van Dyne, Hope Van Dyne, and Hank Pym. All been dusted. They're all bye-bye. So he is at, at the end of uh, Infinity War and his movie. He is trapped in the quantum realm with a cup of what I'm calling soul because as soon as the snap happened this all of these flecks multiplied this is not saying that I'm correct don't go and quote me to anybody else uh, about those that being soul it's what I'm calling it he had a big ass cup of soul and he stuck in the quantum realm that's where our hero ended up at the end of Infinity War and his movie and that has led to rampant rampant speculation over the past damn near year okay a little less than a year because his movie came out in July but for all of this time that has caused a gang of speculation because leaving leaving Infinity War I had the feeling that the quantum realm would end up playing a part in Avengers Endgame. And I mean a big part. Big, big part. Didn't know how right away, but we know, hey, they didn't introduce this shit for nothing, right? So then, boom, we get to this movie and the excitement had ramped up. And I'm going to tell you, when I went to go see this movie, I left work and I went to the movies. And I slept through the first I slept through the trailers at the beginning of this movie. As soon as I sat down, I went to sleep. I slept through the trailers at the beginning of this movie and the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. No bullshit. <laughs> so I had to go see it again just to, to make sure that I understood what was going on in the beginning of the movie. And then I just, you know, of course, I watched it on this watch just to make sure that I remembered, because I'm telling you, I had just got, that was a bad idea. It was a really bad idea to go to the movies as soon as I got off work, but neither here nor there. The bottom line is this. I knew after watching Ant-Man and the Wasp that, okay, Scott Lang being trapped in the quantum realm could make people nervous, but I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. And it wasn't until even months after that, like I'm thinking, hey, Dr. Strange waited. He made sure Scott, Scott Lang was trapped in the quantum realm 
before he handed that stone over to Thanos. Lots and lots of other crazy theories and thoughts that have passed through my mind over the last year. And of course, we're going to be sharing a lot of them as soon as we don't have any movies to talk about anymore. It's going to be pretty much uh, what we think we think up until Avengers Endgame actually uh, actually is released in the States. And I know that's April 26th. I don't think there's anybody before that, but I am going to make a double check to be sure. So yeah, I don't see it coming out anywhere before April 26th, and I really hope they do that. And let's be respectful and mindful of one another with the with the spoilers and what we put on, on social media. Everybody is not running out the very minute this movie comes out to go see it. So let's be mindful and respectful of one another. Let's keep our comments to a non-spoiler type of deal. Um, that's for any movie. But especially for this one, and I'm going to repeat this this request over the, over the, the next uh, few weeks because that that is going to be uh, that will rob somebody of the enjoyment of finding out what happens in that movie if we uh, spoil it at any time prior to that. I say a week at least. You know, your diehard people and people who would probably listen to podcasts about the Avengers movies or any superhero movie for that matter nine times out of ten if they're listening to the podcast about it they've probably seen it and I would give it a week at the absolute least uh, as I'm going to do with Shazam I'm going to I'm going well, I'm going to do it I'm giving a little bit more than a week because I'm going to see Shazam this Saturday so I've got to be quiet for a little while but even if I saw it on April 6th uh, when it or April 5th when it's released I think I would wait at least a week before you start just dropping spo- uh, spoilers and uh, being kind of disrespectful of the fans who have not yet made it to the movies one week that means at least everybody's probably had a set of off days they've had an opportunity to go see it all of that and you still kind of want to give a warning I'm about to drop some shit that you guys might not want to know you know so always read my description box uh, what you call the show notes because if, if I drop some spoilers and I forget to mention it before I just start dropping it read the show notes before you you watch or listen to the podcast because nine times out of ten I'll be like ooh that sounds a little spoilery and I'll just put it down there i might ruin your fucking life if you listen to this show past this time you know so that is my request of uh the listeners and our snap survivors we need to just be mindful of one another all right okay so i've talked all around and up and down and i have not given a rating for ant-man and the wasp and on my regular five-point scale, Ant-Man and the Wasp will get a three. Right in the middle of the road. I didn't hate it. It wasn't my favorite. It did what it was supposed to do, which was bring us down from the, uh, well, bring us up, actually. Bring us up from the bummer that we had at the end of 
of uh, Infinity War and then snatched the rug out from up under our asses again at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, did what he was supposed to do. We needed him to be in the quantum realm. He's there. He's there. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what we what we wanted from him, right? Gave us hours and hours and hours of things to talk about. And, yeah, I think Ant-Man did exactly what we hoped it would do. Okay, the only piece of real news that I would like to share with you is about uh, those Empire interviews with the Russo brothers. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Empire Magazine is doing a story, or has done a story, on uh, Avengers Endgame, and they talked with the infamous Russo brothers. The covers of these magazines are spectacular. There is one that shows uh, Thanos in his battle armor, and Thanos is completely fixed. There is no damage to his left arm. He doesn't look like he's been hit by a tractor on his farm planet. He, he, he looks restored. Don't buy that for a second, folks. The Russo brothers said themselves that Thanos is permanently damaged. And the gauntlet is too. And by the way, this gauntlet looks brand new in this picture as well. So he's got on full battle armor and the gauntlet, which we know he doesn't need both. This is just a magazine cover, like I said, and you have to be be careful about reading too much into the pictures. And they had the picture of Thanos on one. They had the picture of the original six Avengers on the uh, second magazine cover. So there were two covers for this magazine. Uh, the original six on the second magazine cover. And they have uh, even the Hulk, who we know did not show up in the Infinity War movie except for the very beginning. So there's that. But yes, the Russos did these interviews. So in this in this interview with the Russos, they kind of hinted at the fact that they will once again be using misdirection in their trailers. If we remember uh, in the trailer for Infinity War last year, we saw the Hulk running in the Battle of Wakanda with all the, the heroes running in a big mob pack. Everybody was waiting for that to happen. It never happened. Also, we saw Cap face off against Thanos when he was pushing his big old hand with the Infinity Gauntlet. In the trailer for Infinity War, a couple of the stones were missing. Okay, those were the two big misdirects that I remember, and they were inconsequential to the movie. Didn't make the movie better or worse by those couple scenes being included in the trailer. So my question is... Will they do more of the same? Will they put scenes that are inconsequential one way or the other uh, into these trailers and we'll look for them and don't see them and oh, those Russos or is this time could possibly could the misdirect be that there are no misdirects? There are things that they have put in the trailer that uh, are questionable and if you just look at the trailer over and over again. Some of the things that may be questionable, questionable, stand out. And uh, those are the things that I think we're going to see not be in the movie, if anything. Uh, 
part of me says that the misdirection is that there are no misdirects and the other part of me says that there's a very small handful of of uh details that could be misdirect we're going to talk more about that when i've got my friends uh james and eddie we're going to talk more about what the uh, russo brothers may have been up to with my good friends uh from ada geeks eddie and james when when they hope when they guest on the show and that show will be released on april 6th so keep your eyes open april 6th there's gonna be the big episode but this weekend we've well next weekend we've got uh avengers infinity war the culmination of my mcu watch party we made it through it we got through it we saw all the movies we have done so much commentary so much learned so much about the producers the directors the the amounts of money that was thrown behind it and the, the the just huge bundles of money that was shoved back at the mcu we've learned an awful lot and i am so 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 happy to be coming to the end because the end is you know is the movie that that it's it started a fanaticism it started uh an obsession infinity war infinity war Yes, we're going to have big fun next week. <laughs> Huge fun is so much to cover with that movie, so much to unpack. And then the week after that, you're going to get me with uh, From A to Geeks. And we are going to basically start talking about what we think we think. That is what is going on. Other than that. Got a whole don't have a whole lot this week. I will like to remind you that if you would like to uh, support the show financially, you can go over to patreon.com slash after the snap. There are tiers, levels of to this shit where you can make donations monthly. If you would not like to make a monthly donation, but you would still like to contribute something, there is a PayPal, PayPal account. It's paypal.me slash after the snap haven't done it in a long time i'd like to thank my one patreon supporter i see you out there davina appreciate your assistance so yes if you would like to join davina in becoming a patreon supporter you just head right over to patreon.com slash after the snap outside of that i don't have a bunch else let's let's make sure that we are well rested for what could be just the most exciting episode ever about uh avengers infinity war next week friday there will be no two no tuesday episode this week we are going to hold off all of everything that we could possibly want to talk about until uh avengers uh, infinity war until we do that last installment of the mcu watch party leading up to Avengers Endgame. Wow. All right, so it's going to be a little while before I talk to you again unless something huge happens within the next few days. Don't think I forgot about that honor spot that came out on the TV spot that came out. I haven't forgotten. There wasn't a lot. The one thing that we do need to unpack is Cap's speech 
in that spot. We'll talk about that in a future episode as well. Outside of that, I've got nothing else for you, and I will catch you on the flip. Thanks. Thanks.